All right. Well, yeah, I know. It's a little late. It is what it is. It's important when you've got an interesting guest. So, you know, deal. So we're back. And as said, interesting guest, Jennifer Daw. Welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you. Good to be on here again. I think it's been like almost two years, a year. Yeah. Yeah. The world has changed and yeah. your, uh, your business has done really, really well. So I believe yep. the last you were here, you had uh, just kind of started the Plushy Dreadfuls thing and it's become quite popular. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting because it, a lot of the designs are sourced from just people posting on Instagram, like, oh, make this one or make that one. And it's funny because people will be like, oh, you're profiting off of this. I'm like, I don't choose, I don't even really choose what we're making. It's the community that does. So I, I, I will make just little, you know, love rabbits or anxiety rabbits, but people really, really want the other ones. And I mean, it's worked out. So. Well, that's really cool. I mean, to be fair, I think that's awesome that you've done so well with it. Yeah, um, it just, it kind of happened due to a, a bad thing happening, and then it turned into a good thing, which is really good. So, there, that was one of the other reasons I was wanting to have you on, when uh, when there was the the big blow-up over the uh, dolls being used in uh, terrible scenes oh in photography. Yeah. So, yeah, why don't we just go ahead and get that one right out of the way. So, Balenciaga, we talked about this back when it happened. You can look back to the yeah. dates on that. And they had a uh, horrifyingly questionable photo shoot that they uh, basically threw the photographer under the bus, and the photographer said, no, you gave me a scene to shoot. You set the scene. All I did was shoot the scene you set for me. Yeah. And that scene was creepy. Uh, that being said, there were some pretty creepy bondage bears there, and from what I understand, you guys caught uh, caught some hell over that. Yeah, so um, our Twitter, like, we had, we didn't really advertise too much on Twitter, and we just happened to start a couple weeks before that because Elon Musk had kind of fixed our, our ad account on there because it had just never worked properly. We didn't know how to get into it. Um, so we had just started advertising on Twitter, and people were like, oh my god, the timing is suspect, you're benefiting. I'm like, no, I I literally have nothing to do with this or any of these people, and um, it's pretty gross, and I'd appreciate you not, like, you know, associating and And people didn't understand it the more that they replied to us with the the word the brand name, the more it would recommend it to crazy people who are going to say that. And they're like, well, why is it being associated with them? I'm like, because you keep doing it. And the algorithm goes, woohoo! <laughs> I still get people who are like, obviously bought accounts because they're like, you know christian mother you know mothers against drunk driving but the way that it's kind of strung together is very obviously a robot it's not and they don't talk like normal people so like that a lot of that was was a bot thing too that was the outrage over it was there was genuine legitimate outrage and then there was like a lot of just like bots that were like you know the fake tread christian in the profile which i know they're not because 
I would ask them questions, and they would respond to the question like somebody from a different political affiliation would reply. So I'm like, mm. Mm, you don't say. Sus, sus, you know. Hmm, sus McGee, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say that's tremendously surprising. Mm-mm. We mostly had support over it, though, because people were like, you can't just say the entire horror industry is bad because of that. And the thing is, that company is like, you know, it's like 200 years old, and like they've never touched that, you know, they've never gone into that. So people were immediately like, that's suspicious. And the thing is, like, I know from, I've worked with Google for a while now, too, and they've told me, you know, your your brand has had an impact on the industry, and big enough that I can comfortably say that they were trying to get in where we were. Really? And, of course, yeah, oh, yeah. And they went, I'm like I said to people, pardon my crassness here, they came in to take a dump on what we were doing. Not us specifically, but that niche, because, like, you know, Killstar is doing those kinds of plushies now, too. You know, and, and we've had talks with them before. Really? So, like, it's not... It, it, it's on trend. Like, we've started that trend. So, I'm not surprised that a bigger brand was like, Hey, if we just put these out, it'll be great. But then they got they got some, you know, clawed hand in there to design that photo shoot. And it did not go well. No. No, it was received as well as something of that nature should probably be received, being yeah. fair. Well, and the thing is, we don't even, like, right now, like, eventually we might go into that, but we actually don't even advertise to children because, one, it's a high price tag. You know, oh, if sure. we advertise those to kids, it wouldn't go well. It's a luxury brand. It's collectibles. It's not meant for kids right now because we just simply, for the amount of details we do on every product... Well, you, you know, make a it's, better quality product right. than something I went into that's going to get out of, you're <laughs> going to get off a wish, you know? I, I went into Ikea and I felt up all of their plushies. And I was actually surprised because, you know, Ikea does, for all people say, like, normally I expect quality from them on something like a blanket or a, you know, curtains. And I was really, I was almost disgusted at the quality drop there, so... Like, I mean, it costs way more for us to make each individual product, you know, and then we have to advertise against Disney and against TY and, you know, all of those companies. We pay the same amount per, per person. Yeah, the ad rates are the same, right? Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. They're like, man, you, they cost so much. I'm like, yeah, we put way more details on them. They cost more to produce her in smaller batches. So yeah, they're more expensive. That's just kind of how it goes. And they're like, oh, but they're not made here or there. And I'm like, well, they'd be a hundred dollars if they would. And they're always like, oh my God, how dare you profit? You know, it, it must be all profit. And I'm like, it's really not. <laughs> it took a lot of hard work to even, you know, get there. Oh, sure. Well, you know, uh, let me, uh, let's see. I'll bring up one of the, one of the real notorious looking ones here. We'll get up the, uh, the Aries plushie. Oh, that one gets so much heat. And I'm like, the original one I made was very light and fluffy. And, you know, he did have red eyes, but he was like, you know, off white Aries. Right. And I really liked that one, but everyone wanted the like dark looking one. 
And of course, I'm getting it on Twitter. It's like, oh my god, the satanic, you know, Look plushie. And I'm face. like, he's got horns. He's of the devil. I'm like, have you guys not seen some of the gothic Christian art that's out there? Yeah, right. And it's it's funny hearing people being like, "This is from Satanists." Like, I was raised a Catholic. There's no, I, I like I cringe when I see some of the like you know modern satanic imagery. I don't really like it. Yeah, you know, and I use alchemy symbols, and those are the precursor to modern science. They're not exactly. And then another guy told me I was promoting. Uh, astrology, which mm. is pseudoscience, and he had a Harry Potter avatar, and I'm just oh. like a that, how, how perfect. <laughs> how perfect. I was, just like, oh, I was like people throwing stones from the Harry Potter avatar, because he's like, I'm a Christian, and this is blasphemous. And I'm like, well, most of, like, the, the really serious Christian families I grew up with, they, their kids weren't allowed to play anything with magic in it at all. You know, so I found that really funny. Like, yeah, the... Kind of is. <laughs> but this is also, uh, I got this one up because, for one, it's, you know, emblematic of the issues, but also yeah. emblematic of the kind of work that's done. So yeah. you've got... Um, You've got these individual horns. That's, I mean, that can be mirrored. So that's yeah. one thing. But that's one thing that you've got to make. You've got uh, the face that's got, what am I looking at? Two different fabrics? Yeah. So it's got the eyebrows and then it also has the embroidered features. Mm-hmm. Doubled so embroidered. Which, separate embroidered yeah. features. Yeah. Uh, fully embroidered features, not just lines, but like a whole patch area. Yeah. And this, the horns, then the ears, which are giant, using uh, the same material as the uh, base, but then an obviously ultra-premium material for the inside of the ears. And that's a custom fabric we have to order, too, right? So... Yeah, and if you're not going to be looking at this, that's, um, it's a a very velvety red fabric with uh, gold... Inlaid uh, stars, well, not inlaid, uh, printed, right? Yeah, they're like kind of like leafed in there, like a. They have to kind of be sprayed on over a stencil. No, oh, okay. In some cases, yeah. So, like, it's it's it costs a lot, and the thing is, another thing is, if you want to eventually get into stores, every individual piece you just named costs between fifty and two hundred fifty dollars to test it. For safety. Mm. And then you have to times that by three because there are three different agencies that you have to send that to. So, like, what we're doing is not, like, most companies would just say, screw it. Make it less featureful because it's cheaper, you know. And I get that and I understand that, but, like, that's just not what we're doing. I can actually appreciate that. I've done a little bit of work kind of in the sector myself. Yeah. I've got a limited run of uh, prints, and instead of you know just doing a print, I thought, all right, well, I'm going to do this on a T-shirt because then if you want to frame it, sure, you can frame it. I'll make sure that the printing is done to the quality that it's worth putting in a frame. But yeah. if you want to do more than that, we'll throw it on and wear it. So... 
I did a lot of research. I I spent weeks and hours, uh, probably about three months, all said, figuring out everything to do it right. And you know, I don't mind telling anybody that's going to be listening, or you for that matter. I went with the yeah. next level, 3600 It's probably the best tee for the money. They're $17 a piece. Yeah. Is what I was paying. No, and, that's about And that right. was for, you know, that was for uh, my initial order of 100 So. And then. Cloth maps I'm, are good, too. If you want to get, like, if you want to do a print that kind of lasts cloth map material, getting it printed like that, mm -hmm. lasts a long time. It doesn't get ripped. And the, the cost to produce them is is really good. I believe that. I believe that. I mean, all said, then I've got uh, I got my custom labels made, which are you know a custom embroidered label. Yeah. So it's you know proper like something you get from a store or a high end designer. And all said, I'm probably into them. Nineteen dollars a piece, since you know I did buy all the. Yeah, all the stuff I need in bulk as best I can, you know, as an individual, and you know I'm selling them for thirty five dollars plus shipping, which that is kind of a lot for a shirt, but not really a lot. Not when, not when you're getting that same level of product quality for at least fifty dollars plus shipping from anyone else. Plus, you've got a piece yeah. of my I artwork, so you know it's um. People don't really appreciate quite what all goes into really making good merchandise. And doing no, they see ethically. the price and they're like, they see the price and they're like, it's a hundred percent profit. They don't think about anything like uh, when we had people like copying us, like, and they they didn't even have the product and they were selling it for like nine dollars. People were like, well, this is proof that you can sell it for that. I'm like. The plush costs more than that to make and get it in front of your eyeballs. That's how I know they don't have it. Well, another you know, great example, too. We can go from the one we're using now, and then we can go to your uh, your Gemini, which uses more material, has more custom embroidered parts, more different special custom prints, and it's the exact same cost. Yeah, and that's it's another like, thing, that's, too, is that's the just, average that's what amount. That's what they cost. Yeah. And we haven't raised our prices, despite the fact that everything's more expensive, too. Like, our shipping costs went up, like, a dollar, I think. <laughs> Considering that's pretty good. No, no, I believe you. It, uh, everything's kind of gone up. And that's, that's the other thing we are talking about before we, uh, before we got on the air here. Yeah. And that is, um, you know, living is just kind of more expensive today. And I'm going to say this because I do hang out with what are known as anti-wagey people. Uh, do not be ashamed to go to the food bank. It is not just for people who have nothing. It is because everything is so expensive. And cash to the food bank, if you have extra money, that's what they need more than donations of food. So... Uh, you know, take when you need it, give when you can. That's kind of my rule. Oh, that's cool. I'll uh, I'll keep that in mind, and if I can find a, 
Let me see if I can find a good resource right offhand. Church food pantries are good because they are events that are held kind of twice a month usually, and you can just go there and someone hands you a box and then you leave, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's cool. Get your costs down however you can because sometimes you just can't make more, right? It's all about the burn rate. That goes for people, that goes for businesses. Get that down. Well, I've found three that look pretty reputable. So I'll include links to those for uh, for anybody in the stuff yeah. below. Let's see here. I've got uh, Food Finder, Feeding America, which I've, I'm vaguely familiar with Feeding America as an organization, and foodpantries.org, and I'll include links to all of those if anybody does need to make use of any of that. There's also sometimes I know my city has an at cost produce box that you can get delivered to your door. That's really useful as well. And um, if you go to like a farmer's market, it is cheaper than going to the store. So like if you go to your Sunday farmer's market and you're supporting people who also could be struggling because the stores aren't buying as much of their stuff directly. So. Well, and a lot of that ties into, um, yeah. Something we were also just talking about, and that's yeah. ads and ad rates. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because you really have to use those cheap times to build up for when it gets like this and the ad auction is just like losing its mind. So um, you are pretty uniquely positioned to uh to give us a little bit of insight on that. So why don't you tell us what it's like in advertising? literally today so i've been i i do have a somewhat of a degree in media and advertising but i didn't really use it until about 2019 2020 and um i was basically just thrown into it we had had we had lost the person that managed our ads and i just got into it and learned everything possible and the thing is you know people will talk about privacy and you know invasive and stuff uh, what I used to do in 2019 that everyone screamed about and blocks and, and tries to stop, um, that being put to an end has made it infinitely worse. Um, the things that you have to do now to get your costs down in advertising before, and I still do this, even though um, I can't see how it works, I have to guess. Like, I have to guess what's working based on what uh, everyone affectionately calls my advertising alchemy, um, which is basically I do interest-based advertising. I don't care what age you are. I don't care your demographic. I don't want to know your personal information. I want to know if you'd like this TV show that I know that people who like this TV show also will like our product. That's what I do. That okay. gets your cost down significantly, and that's how small businesses needed to operate. They need to go that way because they can't compete in what I call the broad audience auction so every time i get something in front of you it costs me x amount but if you're more likely to buy it costs me way more than that so if i target somebody who's likely to buy that's also interested in a broad general target demographic that costs a lot of money disney is going to whoop my ass basically on so, that so let me see if i can paraphrase if i'm understanding correctly you're doing the legwork on your own targeted advertising. Yeah. Right. Okay. I go and I figure out 
what do people who already like our product or similar products, what do they do? What do they like? What do they watch? What do they eat? That's what I do. Okay, cool. And um, I have more specialized ways of doing it. Don't worry, they're not anything sinister, but I can't. I can't give those away, basically. Well, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're in but, the business. you got a job. Yeah. But um, essentially, I just find things that are, are cheaper to target, you know, and that kind of a thing. So right now, uh, Facebook is losing its mind, which is I do advertising on there, and I've been pretty good at it. But, like, the, the swing every time the bank stuff starts... The cost for me to get a customer just up and down, up and down, up and down, because people get nervous when they see this stuff in the news and they stop all of their purchases because they think they have to buy gold and, you know, all that stuff. They're listening to the, the, the buy the buckets of 40 pounds of nacho cheese in liquid form, you know, for the apocalypse kind of behaviors. Um, fair, fair. I mean, yeah. Jim Baker's got to make his money. Yeah, he does. I'm glad he remembered his name because I couldn't off the top of my oh, of head. Course, of course. The buckets. <laughs> Backer buckets. Yeah. You know, all it takes is a small love gift. And if you appreciate yeah. what we do here on the uh, podcast, we'll take love gifts as well. But uh, that being said, <laughs> uh, bless his heart. Jim Baker is at least an honest grifter. Yeah. You know, there's a whole lot of other ones that'll just lie to you and steal your money. At least he's saying, hey, you know, I'll give you something back at a, yeah. at a, at a mildly inflated cost. A mild, yeah. Um, those buckets aren't cheap to ship, you know. Oh, they aren't. They aren't. And I mean, looking at it. <sighs> so going into the, uh, the hard and fast of it, because I, uh, I am in a community of folks that is uh, kind of interested in the uh, the exploits of Jim Baker. So the buckets are actually kind of okay. And yeah. the price is kind of okay. It's not good, but it's not bad. And the product they sell is pretty okay. Again, not good, not bad. I mean, it's not a premium product, but it's not garbage tier anything. And it's actually stuff that will last give you the calories you need for a fair price if not a good price about a fair one and I, I, I mean, uh, that is, that's even with the shipping like it, uh, believe it or not it's kind of wow. okay that's good um, it's like he's he's an honest grifter you know it's like hey listen i'm taking some off the top for me but the rest is it is actually gonna go to jesus <laughs> you know, I'm I'm so so I have been in like proximal to like the the prepping tech communities for a long time, and I've just I've developed so many beefs with people because of what I know about you know medicine and nutrition and just surviving on little money. Um, I just sometimes I hear stuff and I'm like, please do not like when people are like, just buy yourself 50, 50 bags of rice and beans. Beans are not nutrition. They're fiber, but they will steal the nutrition out of your body. If you eat it too much and too often, you cannot live on it for years alone. No, no, you, you will need fats. Yeah. You'll need additional nutrients that neither the rice nor the beans will provide. Jars of peanut butter, whey protein, things like that are just as good. You know, you can survive a long time on peanut butter over anything else. Absolutely. 
long as you're not like allergic to peanuts but even like crohn's disease people uh peanut butter can actually be good for them if it's like smooth peanut butter mm. versus like the bat the 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 not ground up stuff but like it's it's a see if you don't have a peanut allergy it's like safer to survive on that than some other stuff and like 40 pounds of nacho cheese in a bucket <laughs> right right well well dehydrated nacho cheese but yeah liquidation places are great if you've got the chart for how long things actually keep um, I've got like a little chart on my fridge that um, is from our local liquidation center where they tell you, you know, no, it's not going to be 100% quality, but here's how long everything lasts. Oh, it's as just, opposed to like your yeah. uh, best buy dates, like realistic best buy dates? Yeah, the basically. And like you get stuff there for so cheap, it's crazy. Gotcha. Oh, actually, you know, in the uh, general chat here, I'll link something up. I've talked about yeah. this one uh, on other episodes, but... This is a company called Eden Grow Systems. Yeah. And they make a very, very high quality indoor grow tower that you can you can grow anything. You can actually grow corn in it. Wow. My bunnies would be in that immediately. <laughs> They'd be like, wow, it's like a buffet. Yes. Yes, very much so. And they, uh, what? What was it? The uh, by the numbers, if you plant properly, you can have four of these and have two thousand calories of vegetables a day wow. for the rest of your life. I'll have to get one of those then. Um, um, my friend's more of a gardener than me, but she'd like those. Oh well, the the cool part about this is you don't have to be. It's automated. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, it's got a computer control, so you. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been watching the fellow that uh, did this for quite a few years. I've seen him come up from uh, just some guy that a YouTuber I watched knew to uh, this fellow that's um, he built two full size greenhouses that uh, he and his wife ran because wow. of automated automation, and he's taken all of that knowledge. The intention was to put it into a uh, cargo container like a truck size mm -hmm. yeah. so, and so that you would have one of these, you would ship it to a location and it would feed a family of four forever. All you have to do is provide the initial seed and run it either aquaponically with fish in the bottom so that you've got a protein source or, you know, source your uh, nutrients elsewhere because wow. the fish, of course, they'll process that. And then the waste will go back in as your fertilizers and nutrients. So you've got a full closed loop system. Makes sense. That's yeah, pretty neat stuff. And so he had built these full-size ones, the idea being, okay, well, we'll go a little smaller and do this, and then disaster strikes. The uh, The whole thing gets destroyed in a terrible snow, but insurance pays out. And so he, he uh, kind of changes direction and decides to go a little smaller, gets involved with uh, this Eden Grow Systems company, and then they made what is probably the most robust and best grow system on the market today. And that is, uh, that's for anything by the by. So if one were so inclined, one could, you know, bury a Connex container in their state where it is perfectly legal to grow anything at all <laughs> and grow anything at all in that buried Connex container. And no one would know anything about it. 
because you weren't breaking any laws, obviously. And uh, that was one of the things that he was actually very not fond of because, you know, there's a, I mean, without beating around the bush here, there's a big, there's big business in marijuana. Yeah. End of story. There's a lot, lot, lot of money in it, both medical and recreational. Legit medical, I should say, like actual medical and everything else, which is just recreational. But that being said, you know, if you have a space saving means such as this, that sure, it wasn't made for the purpose of growing that. But then once he gets into it, it's like, well, there's actually decent people that are doing things with this that aren't just, you know, shitty, pushy drug dealers. And once you kind of get over that hurdle, you can open up a very vast market. So apparently that's that's ended up being a big chunk of their market. And now that he's probably gotten to know some of the people on the not shady side, I imagine that kind of uh, lightened up his thinking on it. And Yeah, for sure. Because once you get into that market, if you've got the best product on the market, that's you yeah, yeah it, you will win in that market no if you've got something that's more hands off that will just grow itself and you only have to have a timer that tells you when to you know add water like yeah that's that's amazing so oh, well and in this case uh, the individual cups use a sealing system so you don't even have to add water you only add wow. nutrients that's crazy it's it's a brilliant system and he's uh as he's ramping up, he's cutting costs. So uh, running running the systems in kind of the way that you or I would. Like, okay, I can make this cost less, so I'm going to. Or I can make this cost less, so, my co- so the cost to you, the customer, is just going to... This is what it's going to cost. Right. And if I can bring it down for me, then I can sell that many more to people. Because I can now put some money into advertising. I can put money into research. I can put money into developing one that is cheaper, that I can sell for cheaper. Because what you're getting here is a fully welded, like, uh, fabricated in a machine shop kind of deal. It's it's going to last you forever. But they're working on a plastic one that, you know, if you're careful and you're thoughtful, it'll last you your whole lifetime, but you're going to have to be careful with it. It's not built of, you know, aircraft grade aluminum piping and, you know, sheets and everything. It's going to be made out of plastic so it can break, but it'll do the job and it'll do the job well for an even better price. And, you know, if you've got, uh, if you're dealing with an unethical company, they're going to put that out for, yeah, a lower price, but they're not going to put it out at a commensurately lower price. They're going right. to sell it at, you know, 20% off of the the high-grade deal because, well, because you can. It's like, well, look yeah. at the deal you're getting because the high-grade deal that he sells is, again, you know, you, you, you're you absolutely getting what you pay for. And if you went with somebody that had some big name, it'd be like uh, buying a Bose product. You're, you're, yeah. you're just paying for a name. You go with these guys, you, you get a really genuinely excellent uh, excellent thing which in the grand scheme of things I just really appreciate I like good business that does good business 
And a lot of the thing is, like, if it's the main brand, they usually stand by it, whereas somebody is kind of drop shipping the lower end version of it is not going to stand by it the same way. They'll just disappear in the night, so. Oh, certainly, certainly. And uh, kind of on that note, there was uh, there was something that you teased me with uh, the other day about some big news maybe involving the games industry. So yeah, um, what can you get into with that? I just, uh, the, the whole SVB uh, bank thing, um, that from what, from what I understand is like, I wouldn't expect any, um, I wouldn't expect anything other than short term, um, I don't, I don't use this term because they're, a lot of them are legitimate business, but short term grifting on like, just making sure they go with the titles that they know make the most money, and I wouldn't expect to see anything. Um, so I wouldn't expect nobody's to see really going to be adventurous. In the yeah, you're not going to see any risk. I would say for the next couple of years, just anything that could be, anything that could potentially take, uh, not make like you know a not be a Grand Theft Auto 5 like if they can't guarantee that it's going to be one of those they're just going to go with whatever um whatever's been making the money like Final Fantasy is just going to be DLC you know now, with the new ones coming out that they know is raised still. a really interesting point yeah. specifically with Grand Theft Auto 5 I'm sure yeah. you caught the Grand Theft Auto 6 leaks yeah and then the subsequent actual leaks which yeah backed up what uh, everybody was uh, trying to gaslight us into thinking, oh, no, no they, they would never do that. We're rock star. We're edgy, guys. We would no. never t- we would never toe the line. We're like Rage Against the Machine. Cough. I suspect a lot of those were relying on VCs that were getting subsidies or money to push certain things and like a lot of vcs are just dead now like they're dead and they're not going to invest in anything that's not going to make money on less than a two on more than a two-year cycle so like i just i think you're gonna see a lot of things just nope not happening because it's bad like it's bad um oh like as you know a lot of the reason why that happened was because people are like businesses that banks rely on you know them keeping their money there to make money off of like they've been dipping and dipping and dipping into their savings and like people be like oh it's it's because of diversity that happened this time it really wasn't it's just a consequence of people are like now like not investing in anything and everyone's having to pull out and and this is where the diversity part comes in all these companies that were taking too long to make money but we're pushing that they were just such these great guys and they had these teams of women and they're going to have the rug pulled out from under them and they're going to be like, oh my God, it's, it's, you know, this or that. It's like, no, they, they were spending money that they didn't have on these, from these angel investors and it's gone. Like it's not there anymore. So you're going to see a big opportunity for independent people to come in who aren't doing that and who are edgy or who are just going to be like, you know what, things aren't great, but the tools are there now for basically free. We've got time. There's no work. We're all sitting around, you know, not not doing very much. And you're going to see some 
new studios come out, I think, finally, because all of the risk is outside of the big guys now. All of it. It's not, you're not going to see it, you so know, I at wonder, all. Perhaps if we might just see, uh, this could be the era of Devolver becoming a proper AAA. Uh, yeah, so they're pretty self-sufficient and have been for a long time, which is good. Any of the companies that have sort of been self-sufficient for a while, and I do know that there are a good number of independent developers who are very smart and invested in real estate a long time ago, and Wadget Eye Games was one of them. He's point-and-click adventures, but... He is very savvy with his money, and people can say what they want about his politics and everything else, but he is an exceptionally smart person, from what I understand, and he invested, like, 10% of everything for the last 15 years, I think, they've been running. You know, and, and this is what I get into people, they're like, oh, you know, if... If these guys just paid people more, if they just, you know, raised everyone's income, then they'll survive forever. No, it's unfortunately, it is the people who do hold some back and invested that have jobs later on because they are floating through times like this where there's no investment. There's no, there's no publishers wandering around willing to give you a golden briefcase full of money. It's just not going to happen anymore. So it's going to be those guys that knew to save some money for hard times that are going to get through it. Yeah, I'd expect to see a lot of uh, bankruptcy sales on medium-level publishers that were relying on a big person to, to fund everything. I can believe that. As a, ironically, we might see more... Um... We might see more products like Atomic Heart out of... Yeah, I would say so. Uh, n uh, quite literally, out of Russia and uh, out of Eastern Europe, out of China. Yeah. Because Tencent, they've got a lot of money. They do. Gazprom has a lot of money. A lot more than they did, uh, oh, two years ago. Funny enough, despite... A lot, of, a lot of things people get crazy over like they're like oh my god you know Tencent owns Epic they don't what they did was they gave um Tim a bunch of money and said make Unreal Engine free and that was the end of it they really don't have that much of a say and they don't really want to like there are certain things that if it's going to be released in China they don't want you know they don't want certain things in there and you know that's a whatever thing they've got ties to fishy stuff and they could end up being fishy themselves in other ways that's fine i've, I've heard things well but, as a matter um, of fact we've got something that uh, as a matter of fact just came out today we don't have confirmation but we have some breaking news that tiktok is doing keystroke logging ooh. above and beyond everything that we already know location <laughs> logging all the data that you put into it uh geo tracking and all that so that that would be probably the deepest level data mining that you, I, I think you can possibly get. What's funny is I'm uh, I'm actually a high level TikTok um, advertiser, and we don't get access to that. I'll just say it right now: I do not get access to any of that. So um, I'm just an interest based targeter. So I don't know much about that. Oh no! I if it is it. somebody else is benefiting from that, it's not who people think it is, and that's actually worse. <laughs> that's because you know there's a big difference between the the weird girl who wants to sell you plushies on TikTok and whatever the heck they're using that for. You know, 
Yeah. Because I do know that they, I do know that they did start tracking hashtags, which would require somewhat of a keystroke. But it could be after the fact. It wouldn't even need to be like. But if they're like logging DMs and stuff, that's scary. I mean, all all companies technically do log DMs, but like not on a key by key basis like that. Yeah, it's very rare to actually see. Um... You know, legitimate uh, key by key logs. Yeah, and it's uh, also very rare to see something that has fully encrypted messaging end to end. They do exist. Yeah. And um, hey, Elon, uh, I don't know if you're listening. You should be. And uh, we yeah. need you to come on. Invite's still good, but uh, we need to get that end to end DM encryption going because they've got it over at Mines. Mines has been around for a while. Yeah, they do um, over there and. And mine's is great, I'm, by the way. If you don't have an account, uh, everybody, check it out. Get on there. You can find me there. You can find her there. Uh, I think uh, everybody that's been on the show so far, you can find on there. I yeah. mean, Twitter is better these days. It's always good to have a backup. <laughs> and mine's is I a think legitimately it's nice funny. system. I think it's funny how well Twitter still runs with, like, missing 90% of the people. <laughs> yeah, the, I've noticed that uh, images are a little slower to load these days. Yeah. And that's the that's the biggest issue I've found. Well, uh, as far as the proper running of the site, there's still plenty of that weird shadow code in the background. Yeah, making it's uh, gonna take years to get through. Yeah, it really is. I mean, honestly, making the code uh, open source that might that might be the only way to fast track some of the repairs. Yeah, because. There's just so much that's been done that's got to be undone. Yeah. So we'll kind of... We'll just kind of have to watch and see how that one plays itself out. And... Oh, what is it? Yeah. Uh, we've got an update from uh, one of our listeners here. Bats is telling us that uh, they've got a 40% stake in uh, in Epic, which... Yeah. That is not a controlling stake. They do have a stake, but it's not. They don't really dictate day-to-day things. I mean, like I said, they could eventually. I, I've heard things about them, but it's not current. You well, know. one can hope they keep it that way. And on the note of uh, them having the, the Unreal Engine be made free, just like you were saying, there are amazing tools available. Yeah. And you've got... Um, Right now, you've got two very strong engines with an absolute plethora of mods and plugins available in Unity and Unreal. Not in Unreal, others too, but you can do actual C plus plus in Unreal, whereas Unity Script is kind of like a a C sharp script over top. Like I can go into the the C plus plus level of Unreal, and you know even even without that, they have a thing to hard compile um, even your script boxes into your script boxes. They can hard compile your your Unreal script into C. It's like spaghetti code, but like it runs fast. It runs about eighty percent of what pure coding the the visual scripting language in Unreal. Uh, it it hard com- compiles down to eighty percent speed of what a full C plus plus game would. Which That's is good. Bad. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was worse than that for the longest time. And actually, a new um, 
And so they stopped developing Paper 2D, which is the 2D version of Unreal. But somebody went and finished it, and it's called Paper Z. And, um, yeah, I'm actually checking that out. Now that I might actually have some time, I was making a few things, but then, like, we just got crazy with the, the plush toys. I literally have had no time in, like, two years. <laughs> Almost three. Oh, yeah, I know you used to do uh, sketches every now and then. I've hardly yeah. even seen those. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, I just... If you want to see my art, you basically have to go on someone's Instagram because and, and see my prototypes because that's just, like, all I'm doing. I even have... I have, for the first time in my life, I have an assistant. It's that much. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I guess um, there will probably be a couple of folks that are tuning in just for an update on how things are going with you. I know they've been yeah. um, weird lately. Any yeah. updates? <laughs> have, you, have you seen the drum, the, the neighbor's drum? <laughs> I've caught bits and pieces, and yeah. I know that they have been an absolute menace. Yeah, it's um, it, it the funny part, like we, the reason why we we didn't, you know, go whole ham on talking about it from the beginning is because if we said some of the stuff that happened, we would sound insane. Like we would just, it would just be so unbelievable. It would just be like, you guys are insane. There's no way that this is. And some of it was just, you know, it was it was paranoia that wasn't confirmed until later, but turned out to be true. And it's just, we're basically going to be causing, you know, the collapse of a, a condominium board over it, over being well, eccentric weirdos. So lay us out the weirdest one that was 100% verified at the end. Um, My dad sent me a clip of Jordan Peterson talking about something and um it was just playing at a normal volume in my house listening to it and somebody thunder punched the ceiling over it and threw stuff across their room wow <laughs> it's just and and like they 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 know now i mean we didn't really you know reveal the cards too soon but like they know we're not down with their cause and they have made it very clear that they want to make our lives a nightmare over it and it just backfired on them these things you know in in the grander scale of time when you are an absolute asshole to everyone around you yeah it generally comes back to bite you yeah it generally does not always but almost always it, it's a thing that I will say to people that um, ask questions and don't make assumptions because um, that's going to be your downfall. That's going to be their downfall for sure. They assume that I was just some <clears throat> some person who got in here and I don't belong in this neighborhood and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, like, it turns out that I am a more solid pick for a tenant, if if I can put it that way. <laughs> So uh, you could say that uh, their uh, sentiment was something along the lines of, we don't take kindly to your kind around here. Basically. And like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I work late into the night. I'm up, you know, and, and I was, I, I made all of that very clear from the beginning. So it's just like, I, I'm solid. I've, I've been solid the whole time, but uh, that doesn't matter to some people. <laughs> 
No, no, it doesn't. Uh, as you say, the usual suspects act in a uh, yeah in a usual way, almost uh, almost like the programming is uh, well and effectively planted in their psyche. No, and I will say that they're the first people that I will ironically say that they, if someone, if, if there is such a thing as there are NPCs and there are actual players, they are 100% NPCs. They act, they act the stereotype of their political affiliation, like oh, down wow. to a T. That has got to be incredibly tiring. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be hilarious, but... You know, you can you can only you know, cartoons are nice, but actually yeah. living next to one of them has got to be a little exacerbate a little a little exhausting. It is. And like I don't like to think about you know, I have so much to do, I don't have time for that kind of stuff, so it's even worse. Oh yeah. Well I mean you're running what, at least one business. Three, yeah. Oh, three. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you've been tremendously yeah. busy at all times, and then you've got these crazy people that are. Um, oh, what was what was one of the ones that I saw? They were burning things by your air yeah. intake to like burning plastics and stuff to try and poison yeah. you or something. We don't like, know exactly what it was, <laughs> but yes, um, I'm implying that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I came into my house one day and it was just like I got hit with this wave of chemicals and like I couldn't feel my face and that continued into the morning. I was like, okay, maybe I'm just having like a panic attack, you know, uh, uh, from the smell because that can happen. You can smell something and you're like, your brain's like, oh my God, what is that? Yeah, but no, it was well into the next morning and I like called my landlord and found out like a ton of stuff that these people had just been going. I didn't even know they were like going crazy about me. I had no idea. I just assumed they were just like, Oh, you know, we hear some noise, keep it down. Even though like, I'm not being noisy, but no, they were literally losing their mind and like making threats and stuff over it. And I had no idea because oh, wow. they're just passive aggressive. Right. Like they, to my face, they were, they were talking, they were chatting me up. They were being nice, you know, one of them was, and the other one would, like, try to jump me in my doorway. But I was, it's crazy. How incredibly bizarre. And I noticed the worse the economy gets, the worse they got, too. Like, just insane. Well, I mean, it's, uh... <laughs> that's the problem with cognitive dissonance. You know, the, uh, the more... The more you get out of step with reality, the more it hurts to look at it. Yeah. And to have somebody right nearby that's like not evil and succeeding and yeah. just being a normal fucking human being that's got a that's got a way on the mind of an absolutely insane person. What's funny is if they just waited, I'm like trying to move to the country, but no. They, they couldn't wait. They couldn't wait the however long it's going to take me to do that. And now I'm just going to sit here until I feel like, you know, I'm not being rushed to do that. <laughs> well, why should you be? All things, in, all things in their own due time. Yeah. I was rushed to move a couple times and I'm just not doing it again, so. Oh, yeah. No need to, uh, well, no need to rush now. I mean, uh, yeah. things are largely resolved. I mean, 
uh, they're they're probably at the point that if we haven't revealed our our dear guest here is in the uh, frozen north, so the uh, Mounties will uh, probably get involved if things get any more uh, elevated, as it were. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think they have gotten involved at least a few times, haven't they? Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Things have gotten quite complicated. And on the note of complicated things, have you seen, uh, I'm sure you have, have you seen any of the outputs of the uh, new mid-journey? Is it new? I mean, I have a a thing with them because I just, I wanted to see how it worked and everything. Uh, Mid-journey 5? Oh, no, I didn't know there was a 5. Yes. And it's good. It's not perfect, but it's looking really solid. Let me. Uh, oh wow! I'll put a link I, right here in uh, general from what it, uh, just came out. I'm just gonna say, I think the finger thing was nonsense. I think they could always fix that. Oh, I've actually um, uh, a friend of mine that uh, that does a lot of design work. You may or may not know him, uh, Gloom Tube. He yeah, does a do. lot of stuff with. Uh, like, just fiddles around with it. None of the stuff yeah. he actually puts out uses any of the AI stuff. But uh, he fiddles around with it a lot, and he's gotten some prompts to where they, where it'll work in uh, Mid-Journey 4, even, without any issues. Yeah. So no, it's the same, because, like, I would make bunnies. I'm, I'm, I had it make a couple anthropomorphic bunnies holding things. Didn't have any problem with it, ever. There was never a problem with it. It might have had, like you know, not be perfectly angled, but, like, I was always a bit suspicious about the finger thing that they were going to use that to be like, see, this is a fake image, but that means this other image is real. That was my little conspiracy theory for the the last couple months, where I was like, I don't believe this. (laughs) And that they were just going to remove it eventually, and it'll be fine. Yeah, and it looks like, um, then, and if you look carefully at uh, this, uh, this one of the most uh, recent ones. It's got an Indian woman. Yeah, um, I see it. Ron Perlman, and then some hands. The hands are probably the spookiest one of all because they're yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Like, really good. There's a couple of things about them that are just... It's either too artistic or something to where it's not quite there, but... Yeah, too wrinkly in some cases hmm. on the fingers, but and like the the lay there's, there's something just a little off, but yeah, but as opposed to uh, you know the last one where it was like you know that the hands were just some sort of horror show of uh, yeah. Robert Bosch paintings, you know, falling into each other. I, I my question is why does AI think that we should have six fingers? That's a good question. I always mm-hmm. thought we were evolving towards four. Or the yeah. symptoms are to be believed. But in this, you know, there's... But again, there's little things. It's like... Um, like on the uh, the Ron Perlman one. That one's yeah. really good, but... Again, you can see where a zipper is supposed to be. Yeah. That's um, also maybe a necklace... The uh, the lines on the face are a little too big. It's and his teeth are weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, looks like um, something from a '90s video or something. You know, it's, yeah. It's there, but it's not quite there. But then, by that same note, this is somebody just throwing something together. 
if you really dial in and uh, drill down into the prompts that get you exactly what you're after, you might be able to uh, you might be able yeah. to do some very interesting things. We add this to uh, you know some of the current voice tech, and uh, I'm sure you saw the uh, absolutely hilarious and completely real video of Joe Biden uh, revealing his true feelings about uh, trans women. I did not see that one. You have not. No. Oh, it is um it is very harsh. We will say. I Oh, yes, I actually I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah the whole uh you will be buried there and yeah. when they find your skeleton it will be undeniably male. It's uh oof. it's Oh yeah, it's it's 100% oof. It is it's it's amazing. But you know, we look at that and you know, this kind of technology Things are getting a little spooky. But by that same note, you know, you can always just say, I, I didn't rob that bank. That's obviously a deep fake. What are you talking about? Was it me? Oh, me, oh, my. So what's up next for uh, Plushy Dreadful? Uh, we're working on some stuff I can't talk about too much. But yeah, like, uh, we, well, what, we did what announce can you tell us? that. Uh, we we are talking to a few stores. Ooh. Yeah, um, we're not allowed to say who yet, but oh, it looks very promising. Oh, that's awesome! Well, they contacted I... us. I will oh, put it really? that way. Reached yeah. out to you. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's exciting, and they did talk about it openly on the website, so I'm not, or on the Facebook page, so I'm not in trouble. <laughs> that's pretty dope so if anybody wants to do any digging you are welcome to do so feel free to leave any comments on wherever you're catching this I can't stop you <laughs> yeah but um, that's awesome and congratulations yeah thank you um, it's I, honestly because I'm like over here and everything's over there I, it doesn't feel real sometimes but uh, yeah it's good yeah I've uh, it's it has been a journey. I mean, uh, what we've known each other now since uh, probably late 2014 when that thing happened in August. Yeah. Because it's always August <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> it never ends. It, it doesn't, does it? But, yeah, there was that. And uh, what, you're working um, independent doing um, concept work and yeah. uh, design work, I think, for a couple of game companies, right? Yeah, and, you know, I got out of games, like I said, because, like, that thing just took off. Uh, the plushies just took off, and that was it. Like, there was no time for anything else, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting on uh, I'm waiting on updates to the post-apoc gen and buggy friend. Yeah, no, I should do something with that. It's funny. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's good times. It's good times. I appreciate you coming on here. Is there anything that uh, you want people to check out or any news you were wanting to go over that I didn't get to? Uh, I can't think of anything. My focus has been on the bank stuff and the VC stuff, obviously. But um, well, I guess while we're here, an eye on... we should maybe uh, maybe drill down into the SVB stuff a little. I mean, a lot of people have covered this, so there is adequate information out there to get. But yeah, I guess um, oh, I guess I could share a little bit of what I've talked about personally on Twitter, and that is that sure. I think now is really a good time for people to start 
looking local. You don't need to do a run on the bank. You don't need to get all your money out. Find a local credit union. Uh, I don't know how the banking system is in Canada, but yeah, we have tons of them. I was originally with a credit union when I was a teenager, but I I moved to the U.S. so I couldn't do that anymore. But oh, right. um, no, otherwise it it worked. But yeah, if uh, if you're able to make use of a credit union here in the U.S., they have a an actual legal obligation to be fiscally responsible. Yeah, because to uh, put it in a long and short kind of way. You are a shareholder or stakeholder, if you will, so that you can, you're not just a client or a customer. You, well, the the term credit union is actually revealing and very accurate. It is like a union in many ways. So you are a part owner of that institution by way of putting your money into it. So you're generally going to get better deals on any of the services they do provide. You're going to get better rates. You may not get better returns, but in that same note, they're going to, they are again, legally responsible for your money because it's yours and theirs. It's everyone's money. So they can't go do foolish things with it. They can't go and try to get the biggest ESG rating. And that's another point. Uh, Well, two points. One, if Jim Cramer says to do it, do no. the opposite. You'll make money. And the other being avoid high ESG ratings. They yeah. are they are the reddest of red flags. If a company has a high ESG rating, it is probably virtue signaling for money. And also, if you're virtue signaling for money, you probably don't have the best quality product yeah. that can carry itself. Also... Uh- I know people push the like buy gold and silver stuff, but just remember that like when when things if things got that bad, like you're most likely just gonna get taken for that gold. You're not gonna buy it buy groceries with it. And if you did, you would be like giving away your life savings for like a bag of cur- like people would just take advantage of that. So having having food, having your money in a good credit union or something like that low risk yeah you know that's just as good you know you don't need to like dump your life savings into gold and silver because it's not really going to day-to-day survival it's not going to help you it'll help save a business if you're a small business you know and you're get you still need something to pay for product with that's going to help you or if you're going to start, you know, a business with it when things are down, yeah. But, like, don't expect that to be your day-to-day. Maybe if you have some coins, but, like, you don't need giant gold bars to get through that stuff. Well, the, the way know? it is now and the way it's going to be going for the next little bit, at least, you can buy gold. You can buy yeah. Bitcoin. Just buy something that has an intrinsic value if you want yeah. a... Uh, if you want a stake on that value, it's going to go up right, and down exactly. on its own, but it is a tangible thing. And the other one on the, on any coin, have a hard offline wallet, yeah. store your own coin. Exchanges are for doing exchanges only. Yeah. But uh, to finish out my, my thought on there, I, I think I was going somewhere with that. Shit. I kind of lost it. Damn. 
Oh, oh, oh like, yeah. On the bank runs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you don't need to do a bank run. Don't You don't have to go and get all your money out of Chase today. Just, you know, start moving your money as you can. Because, you know, when the when you do these bank runs, that gives these big banks yeah. the uh, the impetus to go and do something shitty. Like, hey, we're losing all our money. You need to backstop us. Right. And that pulls money out of the FDIC. That pulls money out of all these other programs. So just... We will, uh, let's just say we'll peacefully sunset these banks, you know, let yeah. them, let them ride out to pasture and, Basically. and just, uh, bring it local where it can do more good. And, uh, as Bass says here, don't put all your eggs in one basket here in the States. Yeah. Your money is federally insured up to $250,000. So right. try to keep it as close to that. Yeah. Per account. Try and keep it as close to that as you can per individual account. If that means you need to diversify your savings, do so. If you're in anything other than the smallest of small towns, you'll probably have a couple of local federal credit unions. Yeah. You'll probably have a couple of local banks. Go for it. It's you can't go wrong. If you're under that if you're under that limit, then you're basically safe. How that plays out in the near term, we'll see. How that plays out in the medium term. We'll really see, but in the long term, it'll it should work itself out without much issue. But you know, in the near to medium, things are going to be complicated. Keep your cars, gas tank full, food, and self defense. Those are more important. Yeah, than, invest in lead you'll stocks, eventually recover not that money. gold stocks. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll eventually recover the money. Like you said, it's FDIC insured. You know. We, we kind of had a feeling a while ago and had been moving things around. So, like, and again, slowly so that you don't get a, the bank run problem. Yeah, you don't want to, for one, you don't want to spook the banks. Yeah. But for two, moving that money around slowly is easier. Yeah. If you've got a lot of money to move, the banks don't actually have the capability to yeah. move a lot of money unless you're a big, big name. And even then, no, even that, no, actually, if the bigger can. the name, the bigger the contract you have that says if you're you pulling your money out could harm the economy, you can't do it. Like, I, I had I got into an argument with somebody many years ago because he said, Oh, Apple could bankrupt the states by withdrawing all their money. I'm like, Yeah, which is why the bank has an agreement that they cannot do that. <laughs> you can't do that. So, um, once well, you're like under infraguard, like the you know FBI self defense red telephone, you can't do that. It's uh, you have agreements not to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, you become you're kind of part of the infrastructure. Which... It's a bunch of middle level VCs that are doing this stuff, right? Like, it's not like Apple's not pulling their money out it is a vc saying hey we're not giving out any money this round you know enjoy your savings and that's what did this so well and to be fair never actually fixing some of the initial problems from 2008 right exactly you know we um we put a what would you say a bandage on a bullet wound and uh now you know um there for a moment there was somebody that was working to extract the bullet and, uh, you know, they got all the dead flesh cut away and, you know, got it all ready to go. And then somebody came in and kicked that guy in the teeth and, 
yeah. kicked him to the curb and, you know, punched the bullet wound and said, fuck you. And <laughs> then uh, shut down uh, some pipeline work between our two countries. Oh, it would have done a fun. lot for both of us. <sighs> would have also basically prevented <laughs> any decline <clears throat> from from country problems overseas. <laughs> yeah. So any oil problems would have been solved by that. So yeah, that, that sucks. Kind of would, kind of would. They need that, though. They need that that tension, right? Well, you know... They need to bomb and rebuild. That's how the U.S. makes money. Yeah, there was... Somebody had a different idea about that. uh, (laughs) People seemed to think it was a good idea, but uh, some some others didn't. And then there was a... How did uh, Time Magazine put it? A a shadow campaign to uh, fortify the election? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we can actually talk about that in depth if we felt so inclined, but I mean, we're so far out. Why Why even bother? We've got another one coming up that we need to be more concerned yeah. about. <clears throat> because this doesn't go up on YouTube, because uh, I'm still waiting until May for my strikes to fall off. Wow. Yeah. That's I, crazy. Strikes for videos that uh, just as a by the by, old videos. Mm. I privated everything because a. Uh, a certain eunuch decided that uh, we were adequate targets, and interesting. And so, you know, the uh, the eunuch class, being you know the uh, the higher ups in in the uh, various cathedrals, as it were, they um, you know pulled some strings. And even though I've got old ass videos that have actually been reviewed by the YouTube review team, somehow they didn't make it through a review and then a uh, secondary request of review on top of that so it uh it brings up a lot of questions especially when uh these videos are on uh, as a matter of fact uh, one of the ones that was destroyed is yours the last time i had you on wow it's uh, it's gone from youtube can only be found uh, here on odyssey and of course the various other sites that host the stuff but it's uh, it's gone from YouTube and and isn't that funny? You're uh, you're now not allowed to talk about uh, the things that they were saying um, we could then, and now the things that we couldn't talk about then are commonplace. That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh, it's real. It is. It's uh, it's like I'm taking uh, crazy horse pills. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, so, <laughs> oh, it is crazy times. It is absolutely, though, been a pleasure having you on again. You can find yeah. Jen here at uh, GM Shivers on uh, basically everywhere, right? Twitter, yeah. And, of course, uh, Plushy Dreadful. I've, I've got a link for that. That'll be down below. Check them out because they're legitimately awesome teddies and stuff. And yeah, it's funny. A uh, town I lived in for like two years. It's a very, very small town, like just 30 minutes away. We have like a ridiculous amount of people there with them. And I didn't even like advertise that I was doing them or like show them off there. It just, it's weird how that happens. <laughs> oh, cool. That's pretty neat. Well, I guess, I guess we covered all we need to cover. Yep. Um, that's uh, that's Jen. I'm Evan at that fake guy Dan everywhere. Uh, do make sure and like, comment, subscribe, and all that. And if you want to support the show, wherever you're at, there'll be links for that below. 
if you want a uh, link to the Discord because you've got any questions or you know you just want to help out with ideas for the show or just hang out with any of us or any of the folks that come on, you're welcome to do so. Just uh, hit me up on any of my various places. I don't uh, publish it because I don't want it just being out there. I'd rather people actually have to ask because that makes, uh, well, gatekeeping works. Yeah. It just does. So, again, been an absolute pleasure. Thank you ever so much for coming on. I uh, I hope we can do it again in the future when you've got something uh, new to update. Or, hell, for you're, sure. You're welcome to come on anytime. It's always a pleasure. Sounds good. And uh, with that, good people, be well.